This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Let's look at the IEC, the press briefing earlier today, and the highlights of that. We're speaking to the Provincial Electoral Officer, Mengaro Madita. Good evening, ma'am, and welcome to Progressive Talk. Good evening to you and to the listeners. Good evening, good evening. Maybe we'll start by a, a, a recap, ma'am. What were the highlights of the briefing you gave as the IEC earlier today? You will remember that the Concord on Friday directed that uh, by today, which is the third day, we should announce whether we are able to hold registration uh, weekend. So the highlight is that the commission has uh, announced that uh, it will hold a registration weekend on the 18th and 19th of September 2021. In addition, the Concord directed that we should consult the Minister of Copta about our decision. So our commission has consulted the minister so that the minister does not proclaim uh, the elections on Friday the 10th because if we were not able to hold registration, then the minister was going to announce, I mean, proclaim that the elections are taking place on Friday. So she was going to issue a proclamation mm. on Friday. Mm. So on those two grounds, we then abided with uh, the constitutional court uh, ruling and we're going to amend uh, the timetable because the constitutional court said the minister must choose any date between the 27th of October and the 1st of November. So really the timetable will then have to be amended to talk to all these issues. Mm. In terms of of amending the timetable because as you would know many are interested on the candidate submission issue what is the rationale of the IEC in reopening that you will recall that uh, our constitution provides that uh, any person who is registered as a voter can also stand for election. So if the IEC runs registration weekend on the 18th and 19th of September and I register and become eligible, then it means I can stand through a party ticket or I can stand as an independent. You will recall that we have disqualified several people who were not registered, not only registered, but also registered in the municipality where they wanted to contest elections. And some of the people that want to stand as candidates could not do so because they were not yet 18 years of age. Now that the birthday, as an example, is today or is on the 18th or is on the 19th of September, it means I qualify. I register to vote and I also qualify in terms of the constitution uh, to stand uh, for elections. And if elected, I qualify to occupy that particular office. Because there are those that are saying the Concord order was explicit in saying the submission should not be reopened. It is not true that the Concord in any of those paragraphs ordered that candidate nomination should not open. Our laws are very, very clear, including our constitution, because one of the principles and one of the founding values of the constitution says that our republic is founded on a common uh, voter's role. And also they are right for all those people who find themselves on the voter's role. Any person who is on the voter's role 
can stand for election. So if the IEC does not open candidate denomination, such a person can take us to court and say, my rights have been trampled upon because I'm a registered voter and the IEC did not create a platform for me to stand for election. So really, um, it is very, very clear that both you cannot have registration weekend mm. and close those people who registered outside so that they don't stand for election. The two go together. If you register a person, you must also allow them to stand for election. Okay. And the importance, what is the importance of having another uh, registration weekend. I know, of course, it, it comes from the court, but of course, from the arguments that were made there. What is the importance of that? The opening of registration weekend is very, very important because the IEC was given two choices. The first choice was that we could simply direct people to our local offices to go there and register as voters. And you will know that our local offices are not located where people are staying. Our local offices, for example, in Polukwani, the local office is in town. And the Polukwani municipality's boundary extends as far as Matala area. It extends as far as um, uh, um, the area of Gachoeni and up to Mangweng and many other uh, places. So such people, if they want to register, if we were to say we are not open registration weekend, such people might need to catch taxis and buses to a Polukwani office or any other office. If it's in Zanen and I live in Ramutupa village, it's really very, very difficult. It means I must pay money to go and register as a voter. And that is unfair for all those people who need to use transport to go and register. It will favor those people who live in towns because the IEC offices are located in towns. So those people will be favored at the expense of rural villagers who need to catch buses and taxis to arrive in town to register as voters. So it's very, very important that nobody is left outside the constitution provides that uh, really, you know, uh, our our founding values of the constitution says South Africa is founded on one of those values is that we need to have a common voters role where all of us are given an equal opportunity. Even if I don't have money to catch a taxi, I should have an equal opportunity where I simply walk to a school that is near my home village or my home, uh, my, my home, and go and register as a voter. So the IEC must create that platform where everybody has equal opportunity. Those who have money and those who don't are given equal opportunity to register as voters. Mm-hmm. And and um, so so the voter registration weekend has been chosen. Uh, what else, perhaps? How much changes on the election timetable? Uh, obviously, the fact that you had a press briefing today, you're saying you are ready. Although your prayer at the Concord was that uh, uh, the Concord should defer the elections. Yes, we are ready. We've been ready all along. We've been preparing uh, for election. Remember that. Uh, the proclamation that was set aside by the Concord 
had proclaimed the 27th of October as the date of uh, elections. Many activities had already uh, taken place except for registration weekend, including the candidate nomination that closed on the 23rd of um, of, uh, of, uh, of August. Mm. So the closing of that candidate nomination closed several people outside. Mm. Those who turned 18, who were not given an opportunity to register as voters, were closed uh, uh, outside. So the minister, as per the, um, the press briefing of today, yeah. will proclaim the elections on Monday, the 20th of September. So on that day, remember that the the the, the, the voters' roll will then will close on that day of the 20th of September. And you will recall that uh, immediately that the minister confirmed that elections are taking place, then candidate nomination uh, happens. So anybody who wants to contest elections will, from the 20th of September, then submit their list or an independent candidate will then uh, visit the local office where they want to contest the election and with the 50 signatures and indicate that I want to contest in this particular ward. If I'm a political party, then I will submit the list of my candidates, both the ward as well as the PR candidates, not forgetting that uh, in Limpopo we also have five districts. Mm. So wherever I want to contest, I will submit the list of, uh, of candidates on the day that the minister confirms mm. that elections are going to take place. All right. Thank you very much, ma'am. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much and good evening. Good evening. That is Menka Romatita there from the IEC here in Limpopo. Let's stay on this issue. We've got uh, legal expert Mr. Mpumelelo Zikalala to talk to us about these and other matters. Mr. Zikalala, good evening. Welcome to Progressive Talk. Good evening to you and also good evening to your listeners. Good evening. So on Friday, the Concord makes the order and we talk about it a lot of things over the weekend. But we wait for Monday to hear from the IEC. The IEC has told us what it's going to do next. What is your take from the decisions coming from the IEC? I, I think there is partial compliance with the order that was issued by the Concord uh, in terms of the voters all being opened again. I, I fully agree with them. Where we tend to disagree is the opening of the candidates. It must be clear if you read the the the, 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 the order that was written that the, the Concord was very specific in terms of saying we are only opening up this space for the voters' role and nothing else. And the use of the words of only with regards to the timelines of the of the actual voting date, mm. it is a very clear indication what the court meant and what the what, what the court wanted. Yeah. It certainly didn't want a process where there would be a second bite at the, at the cherry of the political parties in terms of opening up for election. What can happen, though, is that a person who is an independent candidate who wants to contest a particular award and at the time in which the, the voting role was or, or, or the, the the voting role was closed, was not eligible to, to vote or was not registered in that particular area. It would be unfair to them to say they can't stand as candidates of that particular ward mm. just because it was closed in an earlier stage. Now the reopening of the voter role is only specific to ward candidates. When it comes to PR councillors, which mm. is mostly linked to political parties, mm. they shouldn't be included in that particular process. They, they had ample time in, in order to finalize their list. 
they had an opportunity to submit it a particular point in time. Mm. And if a political party has failed to, to subscribe or to stick with the timeline specifically that has been given to it, it would be highly unfair to those that have complied in time mm. for them to be prejudiced by the reopening of the nomination or the submissions of the candidate. Yeah. So the IC, as everybody else, observes that the Concord did not take away the power for it to implement the timetable as it sees necessary amend the timetable as it sees necessary. And those are the words they rely on, as it sees necessary. And that's obviously a very broad statement of as it sees necessary. So yes, there is that uh, direct order on the application that was made by by the EFF, but then they are making the argument that uh, the Electoral Act is still in effect and uh, they think this is necessary to do it that way. Is that an argument that holds for you, legally speaking? I don't know. It's not. Let's remember, we are bound by what the court has written. Mm. Now, if the court directs that the timetable remains in force except for the voters' vote, mm. that's exactly that. You see, you subscribe to that to that order because it then says, I, I, I'm, "I'm only giving you an opportunity to fix this particular point when it comes to the voters' vote and nothing else." So we can't go a step further in terms of saying, mm. I want to, to even uh, deal with the issue of, of, of candidates. And then at the end of the day, say, I've complied with what the court has told me. And of course, there are political parties that are already talking about going to court to, apply, uh, to, to challenge this. And uh, do, you, do you see this dragging? Do you see another delay? Or it should be handled very quickly? It, it, it should, because we're dealing with very tight timelines. I would, I would, I would tend to say, those parties that so wish to, to, to go to court would have to have their papers uh, done and computed maybe within this week. The match will then be had on an urgent basis uh, and be given preference so that it is fully decided by, the, let's say, the, 12, the 12th of September when mm. the, the, the board would be rolling in terms of the elections timetable so that the IEC is very clear as to what it's supposed to do and it has proper uh, direction. What you don't want to happen is for someone to raise these particular points after the elections have taken place, yeah. after we've paid money, the resources have been poured into the whole election, and only to declare them not as free as fair due to the non-compliance of the applicable legislation. Because it is possible that people can urgently go to court, the court urgently rule, they urgently appeal, supreme concord, or they just go to the concord, therefore, and, and deal with it because of the agency of the matter. Where should they go? I, I think in this case, because you, you, you don't want a situation where there will be room to appeal. Mm. I, I'm not really fond of support of people going directly to the Concord. But in this case, I, I would support going to the Concord directly. In, ter- in terms of, 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 of saying to them, mm. this is what we want you to interpret. We are not saying to interpret your own order. We are, we, we are here to say, here's the predicament that we have. We're dealing with a unique case. We're dealing with tight time, tight timelines. We're dealing with the matter which is of utmost importance when it comes to South Africa. You as the Concord have already pronounced on the matter, so you have the thinking, you have a better understanding yeah. of what actually were the reasons behind your judgment. Mm. What did you mean when you're saying this particular matter? And, and, I stand, and I stand to be correct. There are instances in which the court will be asked to, clari- to, to clarify their orders. And in this instance, mm. it is one of those which are unique and very important to, the, to, to South Africans. Because when you're dealing with elections, you're dealing with the core of democracy. You're dealing with the, the, the very essence of making sure that people are represented by the people that they want to be represented by. And when you're dealing with the compliance with the rule of law, this is what we are talking about when it comes to certain laws that have been drafted, 
passed and all we need to do is to make sure that you comply with them. Um, yeah, in this point, I'm probably pleasing a segment of our community. If something is ever urgent to directly petition the concord is this one because of the time because of the uh, weight of the matter involved it's even more weighty than the zondo commission going to concord is it <laughs> is it not you're <laughs> getting me to trouble but let me uh, yeah yeah i, I duly duly I, I realize what i just did there <laughs> you see the, the, this is the one of the the, the matters in which should be listened to in a, on a super agent basis yeah if it were by me i would say by the end of this particular week this matter should have been adjudicated decided uh, decided upon there should be a specific judgment which is going to tell us the exact direction as to what is it that we need to do so that the IEC is able to put the ducks in a row and say, this is how we are going to implement these elections. Mm. At the end of the day, our ultimate goal is that we must have free and fair elections. And the free and fairness part includes being in compliance with the applicable legislation. We can't run away from, from, from complying with the law out of the, the, the pursuit of being free and fair. It forms part and parcel of it. Mm. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.